the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. I think I'm down to my last 10 years of radio. Could be 10 minutes, it could be 10 years. It will be what it will be. Sylvester Stallone is suing Warner Brothers for dishonesty tied towards a movie called Demolition Man back in 1993. Stallone played a character who was brought out of cryopreservation to pursue a nemesis. Now, I don't know anything about this lawsuit. Stallone is fighting the studio that distributed it, you know, 2015's Creed. So he did well with that, right? It earned him an Oscar nomination. The 70-year-old actor believes the time is right and is making a stab at doing something about Hollywood accounting. The motion picture studios are notoriously greedy, states the complaint. According to lawsuits, Stallone got 15% of defined gross once the picture earned $125 million. When Demolition Men or Demolition Man earned more than $200 million, his take would escalate to 17.5%. And when it surpassed $250 million, $250 million his profit would Participation would climb to 20%. So, I bring this up in large part. You're saying, why did you bring this up? I think it's really, really important that you have homeowner's insurance. And it's really, really important that you talk to your spouse about people coming on your property. Um, dog bites are the number one claim on homeowner's insurance. And now you're saying, where's this going, Rob? I don't know either other than to say that we live in a very con- litigious, contentious society. Um, and that's a bit of a problem. So I throw that out there in large part because you need to protect your financial assets. And you can do it with homeowner's insurance or interest insurance. You can, for instance, my biggest fear is getting into a car can I get my car horned? My biggest fear is getting into a car. 
Thank you. And getting rear-ended. I know you're saying, is that an innuendo? No, it's not an innuendo. Getting rear-ended by, or me rear-ending a bunch of lawyers. I guess I'd like to be right. So it would sound like glass breaking. Although I think most glass kind of like doesn't break like that anymore, but that's okay. Neither here nor there. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, you can't handle the truth! I know, I know, I know. So, hitting a group of attorneys would ruin me, because they would figure out how to sue me up and down, left and right, inside and outside. Upside down. You turn me... Um, so, get proper insurance, and, and know that, you know... That's what I'm, I'm trying to say at this point in time is that we live in a, a litigious society where people are going to sue over the craziest things. Sylvester Stallone, the guy goes like this. And that's him saying that ABCs is suing Warner Brothers for their dishonesty and their greed. And like, you're like, isn't Sylvester Stallone like 73 years old? I think he might be. I think he might be. Dr. David Dow, passenger was dragged off a United flight. A little rocky. You know he wrote that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Play this in your head as you're walking to get coffee this morning. You're going for the coffee. You add one sugar, one cream, you stir it, you lift it to your mouth, and ah, it's hot. Anyway, off topic. When the coffee's first rate, diet. so is everything else. Weekly jobless claims total 234,000. That's a pretty good number. Number of Americans filing for unemployment benefits unexpectedly fell last week. If you're buying a house, it's similar to buying a lottery ticket. Um, in Cleveland, you're not going to get a lot of growth. In Manhattan Beach, you will. Um, where does that growth go from here? It's like a lottery ticket. No one knows. Especially in a higher interest rate environment. Uh, we're moving into a higher interest rate environment. How high? Don't know. Consumers haven't been this bullish on the economy since 2000. Way back in 2000. When I moved to the Bay Area in 2001, it was fantastic. I saw, I saw men having cigars coming out of college and getting in line at a restaurant and going, hey, I'm kind of a big deal. I, I got some seats here at the restaurant. When there was sexy time, I saw more like high-end lingerie than I've ever seen my whole entire life because like, it's sexy time. People were feeling good about the economy and they were spending their money. I played the jazz flute. Do not mock the jazz flute. So consumers have not been this bullish about the economy since 2000. What happened after that? Let's think about that for just a second. Oh, it it wasn't good. No, 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 no. 2000, 2002 was an awful period on Wall Street. United Airlines has promised refunds after the man dragged from the flight. So they're going to reimburse the 70 passengers on that flight because they were emotionally scarred. (laughs) <laughs> the only thing I come away from that video with is I need a tucked-in shirt if I'm going to be dragged off a plane. 
all I'm going to say. Netflix is talking about uh, merchandising. Billion dollar opportunity for all their shows they're spending billions on. Why not sell t-shirts? Why not sell coffee mugs? It's good fun. Damn fine cup of joe. Um, Analysts today are speculating whether Disney would would be acquired by Apple. And that just, the lesson there is you need to learn that, you know, you've got companies that can distribute content, and you've got companies that can create content. And sometimes they say, you know, owning the road is better than owning the, the car. What if you can own both? We learned today that a scorpion fell out of an overhead bin and fell onto a man who was flying to Calgary. The flight was from United. I have to imagine getting stung by a scorpion sting. It just sucks, right? Depending on where it gets you. I kind of see it as kind of like hitting like the fatty part of my my torso. I'm trying to come up with words that aren't sexual. Um, and I just imagine burns. It burns! Feel the burn. I've done a hundred push-ups. Samsung, their Galaxy 8, is getting strong orders out of their debut. And yet, it's going to be shipping kind of crippled. It doesn't have the voice assistant Bixby turned on. Um, And now you're saying, Bixby? Wait, wait. Was that what Iron Man was talking to? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, uh uh-huh. So the virtual assistant from Avengers is the virtual assistant of Samsung funds going forward. Uh, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Don't let the facts get away with the story. Maybe it was Jarvis, not Bixby, but Bixby is the Samsung one. Anyway, OPEC has cut uh, production, keeps declining, and oil should get a little bit weaker on that news. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, big event coming up in Palo Alto to get in for free for either of the two events, wealth creation or wealth distribution. Use the code RADIO25. It's RADIO25. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Big day yesterday on Wall Street. Again, we continue to play around with the things just aren't going anywhere fast kind of story. And they're not going down, and they're actually holding on a trend line, which is positive. So there's a lot going on there. If I were to actually give out the numbers, ding, 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 we opened a little bit lower, but instantly the Dow went positive. Well, just went negative. <laughs> That's kind of the story that we need to tell, right? Um, 
again, it's that stupid, stupid pop song. You and me, we're going nowhere slowly, but we've got to get away from the past. Uh, you and me, we should be going nowhere basically fast. We will fast. never, ever, ever have a career in singing. Ah, uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Guilty of that. Um, it's almost Easter time, children. Gather around. How does the Easter bunny stay in good shape? He exercises. Okay, so I won't, I can't sing, I can't tell a joke. What else can I not tell? So J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, all be consistent in expectations. Winner, 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 winning. Um, the banks are doing good. Winning. The IE, the IEA, which is just, a, it's like the FBI, it's the CIA, it's the IEA, said that they believe the oil market is close to balanced. So on supply and demand. China, re- <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's the last thing we need to hear is a 1950s IEA um, propaganda. China reported stronger than expected growth in its imports. So they're consuming. Good for them. We need them to consume. Um, and their exports also grew nicely. Their imports grew 20%. Their exports grew 16%, if you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything, but that's pretty darn salty. This is the type of music that they play at Cirque du Soleil shows. And it's these amazing Chinese athletes right now. Look at what they could do. Oh my gosh. They're standing on their fingers. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Now there's a person standing on his fingers, standing on his toes. This has to be tied towards Cirque du Soleil because Cirque du Soleil music sucks. Thank you very much. I'm Rob Black. So there's a matter of an upcoming French election sitting on the table. Hmm. It's breeding a heightened sense of uncertainty that has manifested itself seeing that the tenure spread between... (laughs) You're killing me today. A widening tenure spread on the French OAT and the German Boon. So basically people in in Europe in the European Union are saying this is messed up. France is going to go the way the UK did. Um, so there's some reluctance right now to get excited about the stock market. I was talking to uh, Dan, Dan from uh, New Focus Financial. He's uh, CFA yesterday and <laughs> we are both giving our opinions on the market. He's like, I'm kind of apathetic. I'm like, I kind of understand. Um, you look at the economy, you can give a check mark there. You look at Trump and his agenda, you can kind of say maybe nothing gets done. You can look at what's happening in the UK, and there's been a big rally worldwide, a big rally worldwide in stocks. And you're like, okay, I get that. Um, but you still come across as, I'm kind of apathetic. And I'm like, yeah, we got earnings season coming up, and... That should tell a bit of a story, and then we're going to get back to the Trump agenda, and then we're going to get back to higher interest rates with the economy. Um, 
there's kind of a sense of like non-urgency. So I'm the week of month to month readings. Sorry, taking a breather. So um, there's some final demand for PPI was down one tenth of one percent. Yeah, it's not worth telling you about. Initial jobless claims for the week ending April eighth dipped to one thousand by uh, to two hundred thirty four thousand. Um, again, apathetic. We have a tightening labor market that should be creating some inflation. It's not creating a lot of inflation, but it should be creating some inflation. It's not creating a lot of inflation, but it should be creating some inflation. So the stock market, for its part, continues to tighten. And I think the screws that are being tightened right now are tied towards uncertainty. And the uncertainty of France... Um, the uncertainty of of the Trump agenda, the uncertainty of you know we're earning we're entering earnings season where we're expecting the banks and the financials to lead, and even though J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo all came out with positive numbers, are is that enough for us to lead? Is a good question. No, it is a good question. Yes. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, the number of Americans filing for unemployment benefits unexpectedly fell last week. Um, any number below 350 to 400,000 is a good number. Any number below, below 300,000 is, is a really healthy labor market. And we've had that for 110 straight weeks. Now, i got to pull out my abacus real quick. 110 straight weeks, 52 weeks in a year, 52 times 2 would be 104. So we've had claims now below 300,000 for over two years. Two years. What were you doing two years ago? I remember two years ago, I had to walk to school, and we had no feet, and it was snow. You walked to school with without feet and snowstones? Yes. So it was just two years ago that this was happening. Consumer sentiment beat expectations. Um, it hit a number of 98, which means absolutely nothing to you. 98? So the consumer uh, sentiment reading from the University of Michigan sentiment reading uh, hit 98. United promises his refunds after the man was driving the light. Man, he's going to make some money, just between you and me. Now, the passengers that had to go through that that living hell of seeing a man pulled from a plane. I'll never forget that image. You know, if I ever get pulled from a plane, I'm just going to ask the police to, like, tuck in my shirt, because I don't want you to see my, my belly. But the 70 passengers on board are going to get free tickets, free money. What do you think he's going to get? United says they'll never, ever, ever put police on an airplane again. That's a good start. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. 
516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Samsung Galaxy S8 gets strong orders ahead of their debut. I'm fluent in multiple languages. El Samsung is Mexican for Samsung. Which you might know as a... We're going to Cabo. We are going... To, we're definitely going to Cabo. So, um... Pre-order suggests smartphone maker. Samsung. El Samsung. Um, they've persuaded customers to look past the Note 7 recall, which is worthy of note. Uh, buying a house a little bit like buying a lottery ticket these days, right? Warren Buffet put his California vacation house on the market. Um, Buffett bought his home in Laguna Beach back in 1971 for $150,000. How much do you think he's asking? Drum roll. $11 million. <laughs> okay. Warren Buffett put his house on the beach, on uh, Laguna Beach, that he bought in 1971 for $150,000. Cue the drum roll. How much do you think he's asking? $11 million? Holy shnikes, right? Um, if you want to invest me, buy stocks. If you want a little bit of a lottery ticket, you buy real estate right now. Um, a friend of mine bought his home. His parents bought the home for $24,000 back in 1965, and they sold it for $104,000. So the Cleveland house of my friend appreciated 2.8% year over year. Since 1965, Warren Buffet put his house, bought his house in 1971, and he's asking 11 million dollars. His home appreciated 9.7 percent. Now, what has beaten both those returns over time? A little Jeopardy music, please. What has beaten the returns of Warren Buffett and his Laguna Beach house, and my friends who bought their house in Cleveland? What has beat their returns? My Cleveland house has appreciated 2.8% annually. Warren Buffett's house has increased 9.79%. Wink! Do you have an answer for us? Why, yes, I do. Stock market. Stock market's beaten 9.7%. Yes! Yes! Don't make me bite your neck. Yes! Homes are a big part of our uh, America's net worth, but still the best way to invest is to actually invest. And don't buy the lottery ticket. With that said, let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a mortgage lender. How are you, Tony? I'm well. Let's talk about 15-year, well, let's talk about mortgages, their product. There's a 30-year product where you get a, you know, borrow $500,000 for 30 years. You pay interest on it. Uh, there's a 15-year. There's a 10-year. There's a 5-year. There's a 3-year. And after 3 years, if you haven't paid off, it balloons. And suddenly you owe everything, so you have to refinance that, which is appropriate. Like, for instance, if I were in media and I'm moving a lot, 
or you know you get the idea like right so one of the one of the products that's available to people are short term arms but they're fixed for a certain period of time so if you for example are moving quite often you can set the term of that fixed period for the time frame that you plan on staying in that that property. Unless you plan on buying a property and keeping it for a long period of time, maybe turning it into a rental and then moving, buying another property, then moving, you'd get a 30-year fixed. But most people that do that kind of transient work, they're yeah. going to get like a five-year arm because the rate's almost three-quarters percent lower than the 30-year fixed. Why give away money when you can simply just get a shorter-term loan? When I got into this business 15-plus years ago, I quickly learned that a mortgage is a product that – it's great because it doesn't readjust for inflation. It's great because it's a way of borrowing a large amount of money for a low cost that has a tax deduction likely to it. There's a lot of reasons to love it as a financial tool. But that's when mortgage rates were at 8 9% for a 30-year, you know, the 15-year. It just didn't make sense. Now, 15 years on a lot of cases makes sense. If you could afford – if you've maxed out your retirement, you don't need to save any extra money for retirement. You're saving a lot for retirement. A 15-year versus a 30 does make sense for some yeah. people. As the rates are as low as they are right now, it gives many more people an opportunity to manage that mortgage debt. Uh, a quick example, if you had a 5% mortgage or a 5.5% mortgage back uh, in 2008, or for example, and you can turn that into a 15-year today, five years later, uh, your payments might even be the same, and you're going to knock off 10 years off your loan. And that's 10 years of interest that you don't have to pay. So going into a 15-year can make a lot of sense for many, many, many people. Um, the, the spread between the 30-year and the 15-year is something that a lot of people are paying attention to as well. It, it historically is around 0.4%. Now it's up to 0.75, almost 0.8, meaning that there's a large, large spread between those two rates and giving you that payment savings. And it's, but it, what it, there's a really simple formula that a lot of people can follow. You simply take your current loan yep. payment, multiply it by the remaining term, and that equals a dollar amount that you're going to pay to have that loan for that period of time. You take a new loan, like a 15-year, times uh, so it's 180 months, times the new payment, and that equals a certain dollar amount. That's usually lower because you're paying for a shorter period of time. You're paying less interest at a lower interest rate. It, it, the payment might be a little bit higher. So if you can afford it, that can sometimes make a lot of sense. With that out there, it's good to run scenarios, and you kind of lost me a little bit there. I'm a little bit sloppy on my mortgage math, and I need help. I need scenarios run, and I've done a lot of loans with you. And one thing that I'll say is, show me a 30-year, show me a 15-year, show me uh, good credit, bad credit. Like I want to see, because I'm a very visual, visual eater. I like to eat data. Uh, yeah, and I got uh, I, and I got that when I first got in the industry in in the mid 2000s. A lot of people just wanted payment, payment, payment. So it's become more uh, of a practice in our industry to to explain these these types of scenarios to people. As a matter of fact, we're required to list out different options for borrowers so that yeah. they can see what a 15-year does, what a 30-year does, what are the payment options, if you buy points, if you don't buy points. So these things are now a practice that we do. So I, I can understand that a lot of people still just want to say, what's my 30-year, what's my 15-year, I'll make the decision. There's a lot that, more that goes into it. Every 10 years in my personal property, I like to either take money out or sell the house and buy different properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the 30-year mortgage. I keep my payment low. I build equity slowly. Uh, for my rental properties, I like right now the 15-year mortgage because I'm able to pay them off faster. Depreciation is going to happen. That's fine. Um, but also, I like being cash flow positive. Yeah. And if I can be cash flow positive on a 15-year, done. If I can be cash flow positive by having it paid off, 
done. Again, with the rates as low as they are, you're able to do that on a consistent basis where you go five years, re-amortize for 30 years, pull some money out. Yep. It's something that a lot of people can do right now. That's why the industry is so... I, I think is one more of the catalyst of why prices are going up because so many people are doing the, what they call the step-ups. So when I take money out of my house every 5, 10, 15 years by either refinance or selling the house, I'm using the mortgage to sell the house. I'm just selling off 200000 of it every slowly in chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't grasp that concept. It is a very powerful tool, a mortgage, especially if you learn how to use it for your better and not necessarily for the bank's better. That's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Okay, so you think you have the worst United story ever, right? I've got one, but I'm not going to share it. Listen to this. A creature that appeared to be a scorpion fell from an overhead bin and stung a man on a United flight last night. A guy named Richard Bell was on a United flight from Houston to Calgary when the creature fell from an overhead bin and stung him. Now, what are the odds, right? You know, snakes on a plane. How about scorpions on a plane? So United told CNBC the airline crew immediately consulted with a physician on the ground who provided guidance throughout the incident. The man's injuries were non-life-threatening. The news comes after United sparked outrage earlier this week when they dragged a passenger off a plane over the plane. Now United is stuffing into the overhead bin scorpions. Um, <laughs> right? Are you with me or against me? Because you have to choose a side. This is a civil war. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Including, but not excluding um, anything. Wells Fargo has reported a very flat earnings for the first quarter. They reaped a $5.5 billion in net income. Oh. Let me say that slowly. $5.5 billion in income. Not bad. They had lower revenue. Wells Fargo continues to deal with the fallout from its creation of fake accounts. Unauthorized accounts, I guess is the right way of saying that. So the scandal has not had a huge impact on their bottom line. $5.5 billion in the last 90 days. Wells Fargo reported revenue of $22 billion for the quarter. $22 billion in the last 90 days. Um, so Why make Wells Fargo when we could make billion? So customers opened about 400,000 new checking accounts in March, down 35% since March 2016. They applied for about 200,000 credit cards. That's a 42% drop. So your boycott seems to be working, but not so much hitting their bottom line. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. 
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. If you have a question about your portfolio, a question about your stocks, anything that you're thinking about that we can talk about, I do like the Apple Watch. I look at it from a distance and I go, ooh, shiny. Um, so they've got a secret team apparently working inside of Palo Alto. on trying to figure out how to non-invasively and continuously monitor blood sugar. Major problem. Kind of a holy grail kind of thing for um, the healthcare industry. It's worthy of note. Will they ever crack at the code, per se? I don't know. I don't know. You are not my father. Uh, prepared to die. So 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing more. I'm, uh, uh-oh, I think Vocal Fry Guy's coming out. Hi, everyone. It's me, Vocal Fry Guy. <laughs> A little bacon for your dietary pleasure. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. There's a big rumor out there today t- tied towards Disney and Apple and whether the two of them could pull off a merger like none others. I own shares of Apple and Disney. And if I were... If I were Apple, I would certainly consider using that cash to potentially, potentially do this. It would create a streaming giant capable of taking on Netflix and Amazon. It would benefit Apple shareholders financially because Disney's would be accretive to earnings. Steve Jobs, the late CEO of Apple, who's long dead, was a shareholder in Pixar. Large shareholder. So could it happen? Disney CEO Bob Iger with Steve Jobs, you know, were pictured together many, many, many years ago. Research seems to be driven right now by speculation and questions from investors rather than by internal gossip or hard evidence. So there's a greater than 0% chance it could happen, but there's not a reasonable reason to think that it's going to happen. So a lot of speculation veteran U.S. cable executive guy named John Malone said in 2016 that Apple could be interested in Disney if ESPN were spun off. Plus, the companies already have some links with, you know, again, CEO Bob Igerson on Apple's board and Steve Jobs and his widow now uh, owning a large part of Disney shares. So, John Malone said it would be a monumental corporate event if they were to merge, unrivaled in scale of content creation and distribution. Apple's really good at distributing content. Netflix creates content. ABC, NBC, CBS creates content. Disney creates content. If Apple were to have the rights to distribute Star Wars films, could be big. Apple and Disney are are each not just 
industry leaders, but they're titans of the industry and on a global scale with very unique product. Um, Disney has the Marvel World, the Avengers. Disney has Star Wars. Disney has Pixar. Disney has, like, I can keep going with this. So, if you were to pull 100 people from random places in the the world, if you were to suck them up like a vacuum and just like, and go, have you ever heard of Disney? Like, oh, yes, I've heard of Disney. Oh, yes, I've heard of Disney. Yeah, I've heard of Disney. So, everyone to a T knows these companies. With the crazy amount of technology and financial resources, I would say that's an interesting, interesting potential. And Netflix, on the other hand, on one hand, I've always wanted to be a one, uh, one-handed economist because they'll always go like, well, the economy's growing nicely and we just saw jobless numbers, again, the first time unemployment numbers tick lower. But on the other hand, I want to say one-handed economist. I want to cut off all, all economists' hands. Just one hand. And then I'm going to put them in a pile of hands. And I'm going to have a collection of hands. You're going to say, what's that over there, Rob? That looks like a pile of, oh my gosh, that's hands. I'm like, yep, that's my pile of hands. So um, so Netflix has a potential standalone billion-dollar business. You know what it is? Merchandise. You know, like Disney? It's all about the, you spend $900 to get a season pass, but you get 20% off. Holy mackerel, 20% off merchandise. So now you can get a stuffed, plush Mickey the Rat. Oh boy, is this great! So instead of spending $100 for it, you can get it for $80. Merchandise is a big business. Big business. Let's, let's consult our, our, our friends, the gnomes, on how to figure out business. Spells one, collect underpants. Spells two, spells three, profit. That's right. So you have to collect underpants, and then there's something in between, and then there's just huge money to be made. So Netflix has this business where phase one, introduce a hit new show. Phase two introduce merchandise of Big Show in Phase 3, Big Profits. So Netflix, to help promote themselves, will start doing more merchandise in the future. Their plans are in the infancy at this point in time, but there's like merchandise for Stranger Things and Hot Topic, and that development signifies something coming down the road. Big event coming up in Palo Alto. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. Use the free code to get in. Radio 25. Radio 25. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.